0: Evolution. org podcast coming your way, episode five twenty-five. Steve and the Mobster joining me as always. And this time, we're going to be talking about a really good topic. It's how to keep gains and why do you lose gains. So let's say you run a steroid cycle and you make uh, some really good progress. You make really good gains, not just with mass but also strength. And then um, you lose it back, and a lot of people get frustrated with this. You know, it happens one um, over and over. So You know, the the first point on this is we got to explain what happens when using anabolic steroids. So when you use anabolic steroids, your uh, reproductive system gets affected. Your HPTA gets affected. Your pituitary glands get the signal to stop producing hormones because it's getting an excessive amount of hormones. So that is called suppression. And essentially, you get shut down. You get blood work done. You test your LH levels. You test your FSH levels. You'll notice that those numbers drop to zero. And that is what happens. And that is being shut down. And it's normal on steroids to get shut down. So then when you come off cold turkey, and you don't run a post cycle therapy, you crash, you lose everything. Everything goes back down after because now you the anabolic, the hormones that were in your system are trickling out of your system. And then now you're left with no hormones in your body, your body has to build its, the, the hormones back. So your reproductive system has to kind of get going again to start kicking up those hormones that were shut down before. And that takes time. So during that time, you're going to lose a lot of gains because you're going to go from having sky-high hormone levels, which are 5, 10 times what you normally produce, to having 90% less than what you normally produce. So you see the issue there. And it cre- creates an environment in your body where you're going to lose a lot of your gains. You're going to lose a lot of your strength. Your libido is going to crash, most likely. You're going to have a lot of mood issues, depression, stuff like that. And that'll ha- happen to a lot of people. So, very important point, first off, is post psychotherapy, PCT. And the purpose of PCT is to give you that soft landing. So, when you come off, your hormones don't go from being five, 10 times where they should be to zero. They go from five, times, 10 times where they should be to maybe one or two times where they should be. And this way, you're able to maintain a lot more of your gains during that time as your body is progressively coming back. So PCT can be really, really, really important, but you can also screw up PCT. So my recommendation for PCT, guys, there's a a, fo- um, a thread on the forums called the perfect PCT. But in in you know the bottom line with PCT, a CIRM is a really good idea. Clomid, Novodex, or both. Now, some people react really well to Clomid. Some people prefer Novodex. Some people prefer a little bit of both. But the key with them is don't overdose them. If you overdose them, it can cause a lot of side effects that you don't want. All right. So you don't need as much of these as people think. So, you know, people always say, how much do you need? You know, 10 milligrams of Novodex, 12 and a half milligrams of Clomid a day is plenty. Okay, it's plenty. And then another thing I would recommend in post-psychotherapy at the minimum is a strong testosterone booster. And with that, herbals like fidosia, Tribulus, Fenugreek, these are very important herbals. Get an herbal with at least 500 or 1,000 milligrams of that a day, and that will help offset any of the side effects you get from the serms and also boost your libido and all that good stuff too so you combine those and you go from there now what you shouldn't be doing in pct is running acg and acg gets bantered a lot on places Mm -hmm. acg is a hormone okay it's derived from pregnant female urine and it is hormonal in the body so when you take acg You're going to feel better on ACG, most of you. I say 80, 90% of you will feel better on ACG. And you're going to think, wow, it's working great for me. But what it's actually doing is it's signaling your pituitary glands not to come back. Because it's signaling, it's mimicking LH in your body. So it's basically manipulating your le- light cells so your balls will plump up, your balls will feel good, your ejaculation will be stronger, you'll probably have a boost in libido, you'll probably have a boost in mood and all that good stuff. But on the flip side, your pituitary glands are being are saying, "You know what? Our light the light the light cells are getting too much hormones. I don't need to work now." So it's not going to work. So you're basically going to delay your recovery. So the worst thing you do in PCT is delay recovery. Yes. All right. So you don't want to run any type of hormone on PCT. OK, that was you know, that doesn't make any sense. You want to run a PCT to give you a soft landing and then allow your body to come back. So I recommend the SERMs and the Strong Testosterone Booster. Depending on how long you ran your your steroid cycle, I would say half as long as your cycle and then come off the serum and continue on with a strong testosterone booster for an additional four to six weeks, eight weeks, as long as you want to. You can keep running that testosterone booster because it is it is non-hormonal. It isn't just it's just natural herbs. So that's the best way right there to PCT. But if you don't want PCT, you drop off cold turkey, you will crash and you will not like the way you feel.
1: I'll jump in here, Steve, and I'll touch on one point, and then I'll address what you can do, apart from the PCC which is a very, very good idea. You are essentially restarting your endocrine system and supporting your own natural testosterone production, which will hold on to that muscle and that strength. It's also worth mentioning no one, and I mean no one, keeps all 100% of their gains. You will lose some, but it's the part that you what, are supposed to keep, 60, 50 60% that's where some people lose that as well. And they literally go back to where he was before. So let me address point number one. Point number one, I think bridging and what some people call TRT are bad ideas as a way of keeping their gains because they're not going to do the two things that I'm about to talk about. So essentially using more drugs to support the drugs that you've just stopped taking and in reality, you haven't stopped taking at all to hold on to the same percentage of muscle tissue that you should have kept had you done a good PCT and followed the two examples of good ideas of things to do, to me, it doesn't make any sense, Steve. It means you're really not doing the things that you should be doing and you're just using more drugs to keep the muscle and the strength and whatever progress you make there behind. And at that point, of course, we'd start to get into crashing your hepta, issues of sterility and so on and so forth. And to me, it's just a bad idea all around. I know why some people do it. The TRT thing gets very, very muddy, to say the least. Genuine TRT, required TRT, medically prescribed, even if you then self-prescribed after you've had it reviewed by a medical professional. It's a completely different thing than what some people call TRT, but what they really mean is bridging or cruising between cycles as a way of keeping their muscle tissue and their strength and so on and so forth. So... What are the two things that you need to do? I'll let Steve talk about homeostasis in a minute, which is about uh, 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 another important aspect. So the two things, and I've touched on this in my tips thread on Evo, what do you need to do to retain gains or as much of those gains as possible? Now, example number one is to do with your nutrition. What I sometimes see is people that are on point 101% on cycle. Absolutely, every single day, doing exactly like a professional bodybuilder. But the moment they come off cycle, they revert to their bad habits. And worse, and this is another part of the nutrition, they're not tweaking the calorific and macro intake. They're not literally not. They're eating the same amount of food that they ate before the cycle. You need to tweak it. And it doesn't have to be tweaked by an enormous amount. We're not talking about another 1,000 calories a day here. If, for example, you weigh 200 pounds and pre-cycle, you uh, you consumed a total of 3,000 calories, and that could be made up with the usual ratios of protein, fat, and carbohydrate, on cycle, you upped it. And lo and behold, because the training and the cycle itself was on point, you came out the other end with six pounds of tissue. Now, as I said, you won't keep all that tissue. So let's say that you lose a couple of pounds and now you're 204. And you need to manipulate by a small amount and it is a small amount it might only be a couple of hundred calories a day and again the percentages to stay the same when your protein your fat and your carbs a small tweak to your diet to your knowledge to your nutrition to your intake will now support the new additional and retained four pounds if you go back to eating three thousand calories which is what you needed when you were 200 pounds guess what happened guys you go back to 200 pounds. You've literally provided no reasons nutritionally for your body to hold on. This, In fact, you haven't given it enough for it to hold on to the muscle for the gains, for the strength, for the loss of fat, and so on and so forth. That, that leads me to the second part, and I've addressed this as well. It's training. Now again, if, for example, you gain six pounds, and we want to try and keep as much of that as possible, so we'll say four pounds again, and Part of your training, and I'll use the bench press as an easy example to use, guys, but this applies to all of your exercises, the complete routine. But just just use bench press as an example to work from. If at the beginning of that program that added the six pounds and you want to keep the four pounds was a 200-pound bench press for sets and reps, and by the end of the cycle, because the gear was good, because it worked well, you got up to 225 pounds. Magnificent bar, two plates, 245s each side, a little bit over 100 kilograms here in the UK. What you need to do is tweak your numbers, your base numbers, so you won't go back to 200 pounds. You need to go back and have the new base off-cycle numbers maybe be 205 or 210. It needs You need to reset all those numbers. They don't have to be, again, set by a huge amount, in the same way that the calorie does not have to be changed by a huge amount, but it just needs to be enough for you to retain that tissue. Again, you won't keep all six pounds, but you need to do enough in the gym to support the new four pounds. And what we sometimes see, again, is guys that will train like monsters, especially compared to their pre-cycle numbers, do absolutely amazing, Gain, gain weight, gain new muscle tissue, put loads more weight on the bar, feel like an absolute monster, come off cycle and here's the thing, they have made no adjustments whatsoever and they go back to the same numbers that they were doing before the cycle and guess what happens guys, their their chest as in the case of the bench press, becomes the size it used to be, their arms shrink down because they're not curling as much as they did on cycle and so on, now it's again impossible in the same way it's impossible to hold on to every single ounce of those pounds that you gained it's impossible for you to stay as strong off-cycle. It shouldn't happen. If it does, there's something else going on. But for the great and vast majority of you, there isn't. And it literally means that if I went from 200 to 225 pounds bench press, I will not stay at 225 pounds bench press when I come off-cycle. I will lose some strength. But I need to reset my working numbers. I need to reset even my warm-ups, my base numbers, my intermediate sets. I need to add a few pounds in there. So like I said, and the example that I'm using, Steve, it may just be an additional five pounds on my base numbers. It becomes the new set in place. And that leads me, as I will let Steve address, into homeostasis. So over to you, Steve. Okay,
0: so homeostasis at the bottom line is, I've talked about this on the podcast a few times, but a lot of people don't understand what homeostasis is how necessary it is. And the necessity of a homeostasis is just to keep us alive. Because think about it, if you just gained and gained, if you gain, okay, you gain 10 pounds on a cycle. Next cycle, you gain 10 pounds. Next cycle, you gain 10 pounds. Next cycle, you get 10, 10 pounds. So after 10 cycles, you're going to gain 100 pounds. If you gain 10 pounds each time, it doesn't make any sense. You're just going to end up basically dead. So you have to accept that you're going to have to take a few steps forward and maybe a couple steps back when you're cycling steroids and that's okay and that's normal and that's healthy. You can't just keep gaining in a linear fashion forever. Same thing with strength. Yeah. Um, You know, there was a theory mobster. I think when I was, I think when I was a teenager, a lot of us who were into weight training at the time had the theory. Okay. There was some guy in Scotland. He would basically, there was this cow. He was a farmer. There was this cow in his back, yard and some kid told me this one time
1: he basically story. See, so he this, goes yeah. milo of crotonia crotonia i believe is somewhere in greece i'll t- i'll tell this story yeah go me? ahead and tell the story yes so, yeah. so my, my, the idea with milo was that he, as he had a calf as steve says a young cow and he didn't know anything about weightlifting or weight training because this was in, like, in ancient greece so the, the story goes essentially that he got it into his head he was going to make himself stronger so what he did is he would pick up the calf and put it on his shoulders. And there's, there's statues and and etchings and drawings of this. And Milo's actually the name of a shrimp magazine. I think it's not, not in print anymore, but that's how important it became. So, of course, the thing with young calves, as anybody that's worked with cattle will tell you, is they gain a lot of weight quite quickly. But in the legend, one assumes it's a couple of pounds a day. So he's walking around a field with this young calf on his shoulder. And, of course, the calf gains weight and becomes a cow. And over time, Milo... Milo, whatever you want to call him, becomes immensely strong. And of course, these statues, the legend has him carrying a full-grown cow. In reality, a full-grown cow can easily be a thousand pounds. If It's a bull can be a lot heavier. But it's about progressive overload. In reality, as Steve says, and and, and this comes back to that sort of constantly gaining, constantly getting bigger. As I say, uh, some full, you can, Guinness Guinness World Records covers this, full-grown beef uh, bull cattle can be absolutely fucking enormous, Steve, three, four thousand pounds. I think there's buggers, bastards out there that are like six foot at the shoulder and all this kind of stuff and with his immense horns. And, and there's no way on earth a human being could pick one up. But the same thing applies to strip. What's also about homeostasis, Steve, is that we need to adapt at some point to the gains that we've made. If, for example, using the Milo story, the cow story, the, the cow, cattle carried on growing, the progression would be almost too quick for the body. The connective tissue in the bones would crack. The connective tissue would tear. The muscles itself would tear because you hadn't allowed the body to got, get used to it. The other thing about homeostasis as well, Steve, is, as he said, in nature it's about holding on to tissue uh, and allowing us to function and go out and hunt and, and feed ourselves and provide for the rest of the tribe, etc. in ancient times homeostasis is essentially the body trying to stay the same as best it possibly can. If it's, even when you're absolutely starving or you've missed a few meals and you're out there on the Serengeti trying to hunt down and, and it's holding off enough tissue to so enable you to hunt. Because if it gets down to the point where there's not enough muscle tissue, you won't be able to get out of bed in the morning, never mind go feed yourself. So it tries to stay there. In terms of training, you have to force a response. And, and, and what that means is if we don't force a response, as per my suggestions of earlier on, even after a cycle and the testosterone, the anabolic steroids are allowing us to create a response, then the body wants to go back to how it was before. And that's why you need to force it, whether it's with, as I said, there's small tweaks in training and small tweaks in nutrition to adapt. And as I said, for homeostasis, if homeostasis is what we call the normal, then we need to create a new norm. And as an example of that, Steve and I talked about this on another podcast, on a very similar subject recently and it was to do with the fact that when we have been injured or unable to train, we did not shrink back to the size and the weight and the strength levels that we had when we very first started training. That would be arguably a homeostasis, the original one. So as an, I use this example in the other podcast, Steve, when I was 18, I was 175 pounds, 12 and a half stone, as we say over here. That's about 80 uh, something kilograms. So... The argument would become if true homeostasis existed and you never adjusted and never had a new normal, a new level of homeostasis, then the days that I've stopped training and I've talked about having a back injury back in 2016, I would have shrunk back down to 175 pounds. You guys that are new to training, that's sometimes what happens. Us old bastards that have been around a long time plugging away, we have created a new normal. So I, dro- I think I dropped 10 pounds on the scale, and I'm going to say probably 20 pounds uh, off of muscle and uh, good tissue, but I didn't shrink down to nothing. I think I went from, I'm going to say, I think it was 290 there, Steve, to 280 on the scale. I'm probably 270 in terms of putting on a little bit of water, fat and whatever else from not using the muscle tissue because I was unable to train. But it also meant that I was able to gain back that stuff real, real quick, aka muscle memory, and I was sensible enough not to push it too hard so that I was able to recover and get back to where I was before. And where I was before would have been my new homeostasis, my new normal, which would have been at that time 280 to 290 pounds. So this is the reason. And again, I would be eating more at that point, never mind now, more than when I weighed 175. So again, it's a combination of multiple cycles, many, many years of training, but resetting my nutrition, resetting my training and vis-a-vis the homeostasis, allowing my body to get used to the new normal. And again, the new normal is not going to be six or ten pounds on a cycle. It's going to be six or four pounds after the ten pounds and six pounds. It's going to be a new normal, but I need to allow myself to get comfortable and and my body to get used to it. And it might just be something as simple as my connective tissue, the membrane, the fascia around uh, the meat, and the bones, my bones will be denser and thicker than when I started. My connective tissue should be, should be stronger. My fascia should be stronger. And all those things will be different from when I started. And they should be allowed to adapt after each training, whether it's a PED cycle or a training cycle, and obviously the combination of those two things, and an adjustment to your nutrition. This Guys, it doesn't have to be hormonal, uh, but that refers to the PCT and Allowing, And this is what a testosterone booster does for you guys. It makes your bollocks, if I put it so crudely, and all the other parts of your body that are involved in producing testosterone work as best as possible, and especially in the case of the PCC, getting them back to what they were doing before, producing good, healthy levels of testosterone. And that is what allows you, with the tweaks, with the nutrition, with the training, that's what allows you to keep the majority was much as possible of those gains. Now, keep that in mind, guys. Homeostasis is your body wanting to be what it was before. You have to make something happen. That comes from the grind in the gym, but you have to make something happen off cycle too, not just when you're using performance and arson awesome tracks, but you, Steve.
0: Yeah, one of the, the reasons too that Cal Theory, and when I was first, the guy who told me that Cal Theory, by the way, he didn't even work out or anything, But around this time, I was kind of discovering my body. One of the things I noticed, too, I used to do a lot of um, powerlifting routines as a teenager and cleaning jerks and stuff like that. So one day I'm helping my dad out front. We're pouring concrete. So I had to pick up some concrete bags and carry them. And I had a hard time grabbing the, 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 the concrete bag. It was only like 40, 50 pounds, but I had a hard time grabbing it. So my dad starts laughing at me. He's like, he's like, how come I go watch you at these weightlifting competitions and you can clean and jerk 150 pounds, yeah. you know, as a as a 14, 15 year old, but you can't even pick up a 40, 50 pound bag when I was struggling. So that's when I noticed that 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 whole the cow theory was was bullshit because the the picking up a bar that's even on both sides where you can grab it with your hands and there's a there's a certain skill set that you develop, that your brain gets used to. And, um, that's, that's part of homeostasis and that's part of muscle and body memory that you can do that. But when it comes to picking up a bag, unless I'm practicing every day, picking up a bag, it's going to be hard for me to grab onto a bag that's shaped at, you know, like a big rectangle. And that's uneven on both sides. You have some of the powder on one side of the bag, some of the powder the other. So you have to kind of struggle to pick it up, you see? So it's different. So that's when I noticed like that, wow, weight training really is you know, um uh, it's, it's, it's about body memory. It's about muscle memory. And a lot of the gains that you put on as mobster had alluded to earlier, the nice thing about weight training is if you invest in the hours over time, even yes. if you're not making the type of results you want, that's body and muscle memory that's working. So later on in life, when you become an older person and stuff happens, you know, you might go through a divorce, you might have to go through COVID where your gym shuts down. You might, your gym might close down. Gyms close down all the time. And then you might be like, well, I don't have a gym now. I have to look for a new gym. So you might miss a lot of time where you can't weight train. And in that situation, you'll notice you keep a lot of your gains when it, when, when you stop weight training for a while. If you've put in years and years and years and years, as Mobster and I have. And then when you come back, you're going to be sore for the first c- couple weeks, and then once that soreness goes away, you'll start rapidly building back your weight um, more so than someone who had never weight trained before that you were training with. So it's all part. It's it's all the same thing. So that's why it's really really important for those of you listening. To this get into weight training young, do it properly, do it with proper form. Don't injure yourself and stay healthy long term. And over time, you will build a lot of body and muscle memory and be able to keep it. And then your gains after each cycle, you'll be able to keep more and more of your gains. And also, obviously, if you start out using steroids, really, really skinny, where you're really, really underweight, obviously you're going to put on a shit ton of, of weight and then you'll lose a shit ton back because you didn't have that proper base in the first place. But once you get a proper base, you'll put on a few pounds on a cycle and you'll keep most of that. You know, you'll be able to keep most of that. So that's that's a big that's a big part of it too.
1: Uh go ahead, Mopser. I know you want to talk yeah, about I'm that. Little. Give, give, give you one more tip, guys, uh, before we finish off. So funny, something's just occurred to me as Steve's talking. And this is about gaining lots of muscle versus gaining a little bit of muscle. Really. So here's the thing. It's much easier and it sounds crazy because I've been in the exact same position as everybody else that's listening here at some point, especially way, way back in the day. If you'd have waved a magic wand and had a fairy godmother, and she'd have turned me into Dorian Yates or Burtle Fox or Arnold Schwarzenegger, literally I would have probably put on £50 because of that magic wand. I'd have taken it. But in reality, it doesn't work like that. We don't have fairy godmothers and magic wands. So here's the thing, and it just occurred to me as Steve was talking. You don't actually necessarily really want big gains. I, I've talked about this in previous podcasts. My average per year... Certainly up to a particular period in time, I worked this out, Steve, was six pounds on cycle, four pounds off cycle. In more recent years, because I'm getting older, of course, and I'm not gaining, 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 again. it's not linear, as Steve said earlier on, it's kind of gone down to, I think, four pounds on and three pounds off. However, I've been training in a very long time, 40-plus years. That means if you do the maths, guys, even if I just gained three pounds a year for 40-something years, I'd have gained 120 pounds. In fact, it's more than that. So here's the thing. One argument that might support you, Steve, is not to gain that much, to gain £3 or £4, because it's a lot easier to keep 3 or £4 than it is to keep £10. Now, we know, and both Steve and I have been around a long time and some of our listeners as well, sometimes we will see on a forum someone will do absolutely fucking amazing. They'll go out and take an apple on and they'll blow up with £20. There's, I... Phew, I'm gonna say right now, I was about to say I could count on one hand, but I don't think I need a hand. I would say that I don't think of anybody that's gained twenty pounds using any kind of drug or combination of drugs, especially at the beginning of their training program, their training life, their cycle of of hitting the gym, keeps 20 pounds. Absolutely no one. And in fact, the more they gain, the more they lose. And I don't just mean in terms of percentages, I mean full stop. If you gain 20, you're gonna lose 15, which means you're gonna keep five you could have kept five if you'd done a more a simpler cycle and didn't gain twenty pounds. If you gained ten pounds and kept five, you did real well. If you gained ten and kept six, you did real well. But if you gained twenty, you're not going to keep twenty. So it's actually arguable, Steve, to gain a little bit. And in fact, I know Steve supports this because he said a bunch of times that I've seen gaining three or four pounds a year is awesome. And I would, I actually agree with Steve. It's absolutely the best, really, for long term. Retention, because that's what we're talking about keeping gains and losing gains. If you want to keep gains, don't gain a lot. Gain a little and keep it and do the same the next cycle or the next year. And if it, whether it's the numbers that I've talked about per year, which might be one or two cycles, or whether it's every time you cycle. Guys, and, and, and just an example again, if you're new to this and we recommend a real simple, straightforward cycle where we've got plenty of podcasts and articles on there, And you gained just three pounds on an eight-week cycle, but you did three eight-week cycles a year. You would gain nine pounds. And then the next year, maybe you only done two of those, so you gained six. And the next year, the same again, two cycles, you gained another six. Now you're up twenty-five pounds. You're up. You're up way, way more than if you gained twenty and kept five. If you use a crazy amount of steroids and then had that much longer to recover from or require the crazy amount of steroids again, this is another reason why we recommend sensible cycles. But again, it's a lot easier to keep small amounts and retain those and have them become your new normal and then add to that with another cycle that only gives you another three to four pounds. And again, listeners, I know the typical listener profile. I know the typical forum member and if the vast majority of you, for example, are under six feet tall, you are, even if you're the average, you're going to be slightly under six foot tall. A lot of bodybuilders are slightly below average. So if you gained three pounds every damn cycle you did, kept three pounds every cycle you did on your stature, that is a lot. As an example, Steve, 10 pounds is about an inch all over on a person's around five eight five nine five ten. That's a lot. And if you did that every single year, that's another inch on your chest, another inch on your arms every year. Bigger, stronger, better every year, because you didn't get greedy and you was able to keep as much of that small gain as possible. Again, back to you, Steve, because you've said this before about gains on a year in, year out basis.
0: Yeah. And if you think about it, gaining if you gain two pounds of actual muscle tissue per year, and you're let's say you're 20 years old you're like, I want to gain two pounds a year for the next 20 years. So when I'm 40, I'll have gained 40 pounds. You know, 40 pounds of lean muscle tissue, of actual muscle tissue from between when you're 20 years old and 40 years old. That's a lot. Think about it. That is a lot. 40 pounds. So you start out, let's say you're six foot tall and you start out 180 pounds, okay, which is pretty, pretty, you know, pretty you know, it's it's good. I mean, if assuming it's you're you're muscular and you don't have much body fat, that is actually a good base for a twenty year old. Then by the time you're forty, you put on four. So now you're two six foot two twenty, and you keep the same amount of body fat. You're gonna look like you're gonna look sick as a, as a forty year old. You'll look amazing as a forty year old. So think about it. If you don't believe me, go to the supermarket, and get look at a pound of steak. That that steak. That one pound of steak, and then imagine 40 of those steaks in your body. That's 40 pounds of muscle. That's a lot. You know, so we got to we gotta remember that. So I always laugh when I see people be like, oh, I gained 20 pounds on the cycle. And I'm like, okay, so next cycle, you're going to gain another 20 pounds. And the next cycle, you're going to gain 20 pounds. So after five cycles, you're going to gain 100 pounds. After 10 cycles, you're going to gain 200 pounds. Then they'll start, then they start understanding what I'm trying to say. Like, you're not going to keep all 20 pounds and you shouldn't keep all 20 pounds because a lot of that 20 pounds is water. A lot of your muscle is water. So for me, I want to focus on actual lean muscle tissue, not on water. Filling the muscle up with water is not hard to do. Anybody can do that. I can put you... I can tell you, take a bunch of Anadrol, a bunch of Dianabol, and take a bunch of testosterone. You'll put, put add on plenty of water. Don't take an AI. You'll 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 probably end up with gynecomastia in the process and high blood pressure and other issues. But yeah, you'll gain you'll gain a ton of weight. You know, so so think about that. You know, and and just um, you know do it through it the right way. Put on a, a good quality lean muscle mass year over year, and over time you'll be able to keep more and more of it and it'll be keepable gains and even if you stop weight training for a few months or six months or even a year because shit happens in life you'll be able to still come back and quickly gain back anything you had lost because you wouldn't you won't lose very much so mobster finish out your final thoughts and take us to
1: the screamer great show so as, as before, guys, reset your numbers when it comes to nutrition. Reset your base numbers when it comes to weights and the training and the volume that you do. Bearing in mind, of course, we change sometimes and tweak those as we go through a year. But again, refer to a training diary, which we've just done a, a podcast. Be aware that your body tries to go back to normal. You have to do things to keep a new normal. 100% do a proper, full-on PCT as best you possibly can with some sort of uh, testosterone support in there as a way of making your body recover quickly, properly, as fully as much as you can, and that in itself will help. And try to avoid throwing more drugs at the problem. And those tips, those ideas will help you keep as much as possible of your new tissue, your new strength, keeping lean. And like Steve, finally, don't forget, if you follow our advice, over time, you will still be bigger or more muscular than when you started even if you have to take time off for illness, or because work's crazy or because you've gone on a long holiday or there's there's stuff happening around the house divorces etc you will still be more bigger and more muscular and or leaner if that's your thing than when you started it doesn't matter if you're overweight and you want to get lean or weak and you want to get strong or small muscle you want to get big muscled you will still be better than when you was and that's because you've changed your normal and then when you go back on program when you are able to do those things you're going to get those any losses will come back double quick and then your new normal is a higher number than it previously was tweak those numbers guys listen to the advice that we're giving to you and you will keep as much of those gains as you possibly can please note we are not doctors and opinions are ours it's our view and it's based on our experience and views on the topic A podcast of informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech and the First Amendment applies.